Words FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Operation Sandman. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Friday, March 31st, the last day of March. And by the old calendar that we no longer use, the end of the old year. Tomorrow's the new year, according to the old calendar, which is probably the right calendar. But anyway, all that said, tonight we're going to talk about Operation Sandman and a variety of things that are going on around that. For those of you that don't know what Operation Sandman is, we're living through it right now. It's the complete and total destruction of the dollar. Before we begin, one thing to keep in mind is in this time we're going into, there's going to be a great deal of chaos. Make sure you have a home defense plan. Make sure you're training well. Make sure that you're using safe ways to train, especially when we're trying to conserve ammo and trying to conserve money. There is no better way to do that than with iTarget Pro. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, so itargetpro, probably a good thing to have right now, among other things. It's kind of a crazy time. So let's talk about Operation Sandman. Operation Sandman is a activity where it was is designed to be led by Saudi Arabia, in which there would be a mass sell-off of U.S. treasuries. And in selling off U.S. Treasuries, they would cause a mass flood of dollars coming back into the United States as countries line up to reject the dollar and other countries pivot to accepting other currencies. This was a, this is some excerpts from um, an article in Your News, Know Everything, dated March 31st, 2023. It's actually written by Mike Adams, Natural News. As we have consistently warned for many more than a year, Operation Sandman has now been active, activated with Saudi Minister of Finance Mohammed Al-Jadan telling Bloomberg TV during a WEF Davos interview that the Saudis will gladly accept all currencies of settling oil transactions. The foundational pillar of U.S. global currency dominance and its ability to export inflation to the world is based on the so-called petrodollar status, in which the U.S. agreed to protect the corrupt Saudi kingdom in exchange for the Saudis demanding U.S. dollars 
for all oil transaction settlements. This agreement has been in place since the Bretton Woods Conference in 1944 and has carried the dollar until today. But this arrangement is now coming to an end. Very few Americans have any clue what this means to their assets or their future. Currently, there are over 100 nations that are in the line to renounce the dollar, start pivoting off of the U.S. dollar debt. But we have to get into this a little bit more to understand really where all this comes from. I want to play a piece, and I'm sure many of you know of this citizen journalist. His name is uh, Gonzalo Lira, and he's from Chile. He was also in the Ukraine, and we haven't seen much of him since then. But this piece he did here, which is about five minutes, really lays out well the issue of the dollar and the other currencies in the world. But why I want you to hear this is he recorded this a year ago. Take a listen. A lot of people talking about the dollar and its reserve currency status. Well, they're talking about it because the United States is right now in the process of losing its reserve currency status. Now, this might seem very highfalutin and complicated, but in fact, it's very simple. And in fact, it's the reason that you in America have had such a cushy life. It's the reason the dollar's reserve currency status that the U.S. government has been able to go into debt for the past 40-odd years, and especially over the last couple of years, it's been astronomical the amount of debt the United States has gone into. And a lot of people, myself included, have said that this, this, this uh, regime of all this debt eventually was going to crash, and, well, we are about to see that crash. And your life is about to turn a lot worse economically, financially. Your life is going to become very, very difficult, starting basically now and over the next 24 to 36 months. You're going to get a lot poorer. Everything is going to get a lot more expensive. The quality of life in the United States is going to deteriorate significantly. I mean, it's already kind of, you know, only like that, only so-so. But the next two to three years, perhaps as many as five to ten years, oh, man, it's going to get ugly, really ugly. And it's because the United States is losing, in the process of losing right now, its reserve currency status. So let me explain what that is. The reserve currency status is very simple. See, countries around the world, they trade with one another. And because their currencies change in value all the time, countries find it easier to set a price for the things that they want to buy from one another in the reserve currency. Now, what is the reserve currency? It is a currency that is used around the world, that is accepted everywhere, and that tends to be very solid and stable in value. Ever since 1945, the reserve currency of the world has been the US dollar. And so, for instance, I'm in Japan, I'm a Japanese whatever, and I need to buy some good or service from India. India uses rupees, I in Japan use yen, but we fix the price of the good or service that I'm gonna buy in dollars. And it might take, for instance, three months for this good or service to change hands from India to Japan. This is quite typical, especially insofar as factories and, and large organizations are concerned. And so what will happen is that, see, during these um, three months, I will make various payments to India, but they will all be in dollars because the entire transaction is made in dollars because the dollars tend to be stable in value. And that means that the Indian supplier and the Japanese buyer don't have to be worried about currency fluctuations of the yen or the rupee. 
because the price has been set in dollars, the reserve currency. Now, the Indians get dollars when me in Japan, when I buy their good or service. Now, the Indians, of course, take those dollars and they use those, those dollars to buy other things from other countries. For instance, they might uh, buy uh, goods or services from Chile, where I'm actually from. The Indians might buy whatever from Chile, copper, for instance, from Chile. Chile is a great producer of copper. And so what are they going to use to buy that copper? Dollars, the reserve currency. And the Chileans are going to be happy to accept those dollars because they're going to take those dollars and they're going to use them to buy whatever from whatever other country. And so you see, the dollar is the international currency. That's what reserve currency means. And this is great for the American government and the American people. Because what happens is that, see, all these foreigners, they need dollars for their exchange and trade. And so what do they do? They all go out and take their local currency, be it the yen, the rupee, the peso, the whatever, and they go out into the open market and buy dollars. Now, when you buy something, that is when you have a demand for it, it increases in value. It has support, price support, right? Because many people are buying it because they need it for whatever reason. And in the case here, they need it for trade. And so people will buy the dollar and that keeps up its value. And this is good for the United States, for the United States government and the American people. Because since everybody wants dollars for their international trade, the United States government can issue debt confident that other countries will buy that debt. They will buy that debt because the dollar is a strong currency that everybody's demanding. And therefore, debt issued in dollars is going to be very stable. And so these foreign countries buy treasury bills, treasury bills, treasury bonds. What are they? They're IOUs. They're little bits of paper that give a little bit of interest. And the U.S. government hands them out, gets those dollars from whoever buys those treasury bonds, and uses those dollars to fi finance you know, defense spending, uh, social programs, all the other stuff that the U.S. government does. And all the other stuff that the U.S. government does, of course, affects your life, makes your life better. And so that's how the U.S. government can go into deficit spending. Because for any other country in the world, the government that has large deficits, it could not long endure. It would have to do one of two things. Either cut spending, i.e. cut social programs or cut defense spending or cut whatever, or raise taxes, one or the other. That's what every other government in the world would have to do. But the United States, because it has the reserve currency status, it doesn't have to cut spending and it doesn't have to raise taxes. Essentially, the American people, by way of the, uh, the um, reserve currency status of the dollar, the American people can uh, have their cake and eat it too. And that's exactly where we have been, unfortunately, with a government that's out of control for everything in spending and now in every social issue out here. Patriots, this is a very real issue that's building and, very, and it's building very quickly. In a report today, Saudi Arabia now has pivoted and made an, a move to join the Shanghai Corporation. Saudi Arabia has just made a major move that could shake up the entire Middle East. The kingdom has agreed to join the Shanghai Cooperation Organization as a dialogue partner. China has scored a major win and the US is not happy. 
The SEO is a China-led security block that includes Russia, India, Pakistan, and four Central Asian countries. Saudi Arabia seems to be hedging its bets, and the US should be worried. The kingdom is increasingly looking to China as a partner, and this could have major implications for the region. And it could, and it probably, it will have major implications for our lives. But there's some different angles I want to look at this tonight. There's a great deal of movement going along all over the world. Obviously, there's a massive pivot off of the dollar, and people are focused on the dollar. But keep in mind that the dollar is a Federal Reserve note. It's a debt note. It has no backing to it. Its only reason that it had value is because it was pinned off the price of oil purchased from Saudi Arabia. Now, China has no oil. We have about 300 years worth of oil in the ground. Keep that in mind. It's a very important framing to understand. What has kept our oil in the ground has been the lunatics, the environmentalist freaks, the green beanies, the people that believe it's better to use slave labor in Africa to dig out their lithium ore for their dumb Tesla batteries that don't run in the winter. The people that believe that it's somehow green when you drive in a car that's made of completely a plastic that's made of petrochemicals, but because you have a battery, it's somehow better for the environment. Those people, you know who I'm talking about. The ones that are going to eat lab-grown chicken. It's made from stem cells of a chicken until they decide it's stem cells from babies. Those people. Those people that want you to drink vegetable milks and eat vegetable burgers because it's better to do monocropping and kill everything in the area than it is to do, do select cropping and eat real meat. Those people. Those people that can't stand looking at a baby's diaper, let alone a, a, anything that's out here being harvested naturally like a cow, a pig, a chicken. But they're more than happy to eat bugs like cockroach milk and worms and mealworms and whatever else they grind up. Those people. Those are the people we're talking about. They're a cult. And they're a massive cult. And the problem is for the development of America into getting us into a solid footing in the world, we have to destroy the cult. And the cult is our problem. As conservatives and as Christians, we have done a miserable job, to be blunt. We have let this cult grow. And worse, so many of our churches have allowed the cult to grow. The cult spread its wings and went to the streets while the churches closed its doors and spoke within the four walls. And they didn't get out on the street and combat it because that would be, ooh, that might be dangerous or uncomfortable, or better yet, it might be difficult to actually love them. We have let this cult grow, and it's a, it's a metastasized cancer in our culture that it reaches every level. And if it isn't visible to you now, please open your eyes. We're living in a world now, in a world that is pivoting from the dollar. It's people accelerating in technology development, innovation happening across the world in various levels. And what we're worried about here is whether a five-year-old is going to cut off his dick. That's where we are. And we're arguing over that in the moral righteousness of it and trying to say, no, it's not right, while another side says it's right, and we're being played completely to the middle. And the level of stupidity in this culture has only increased, not decreased. So in that sense, what's about ready to happen in this nation is the best thing that could ever happen to us. We need to be ruptured. The dollar needs to crash. For those that are obsessed about the things like 
raising bigger monies in their 401k or having more stock portfolio value, all built on IP and all built on intangible debt, they're going to get a shock. And it's coming like a wave. And as it hits, it's going to shake a lot of people. The dollar's value is going to continue to fall. It already is. If you've noticed price increases in critical things, things that, especially in imports, you're noticing that those prices are going way up. So we need to have a rupture, and that rupture has to happen to our culture to shake things up and to stress us all. Now, Patriots, just real quick on that, make sure you are keeping your immune systems up. And we have a great product now, a sponsor I've talked to you about, Field of Greens. This time of stress is critical, and it's going to stress us all. So head on over to fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. The link is below. You're going to save 15% of your user BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. Head on over there. Check out Field of Greens. This is a 100% American-made product. It's The company's headquarters is in Texas. Everything is organic. This supplement is a whole food supplement. It's designed specifically with whole foods to address specific elements and parts of your body to boost them. And they're so confident about their product that they have said that if you use this product and and at your next checkup for a doctor, you don't get a response back from your doctor, wow, your health is great, keep doing what you're doing, or something along those lines, they'll refund your money. So you get 15% off if you use your BARDS code, and if you go on to their monthly service plan to get it delivered automatically, you save an additional 10%. You can cancel that at any time. You're not obligated. You can suspend it at any time. But this is a really fantastic product. Field of Greens comes in three different flavors. It's all good. It's all whole food. It's a label that you can read like you're reading a shopping label at the grocery store. There's no mysteries in it. And it does it provides you with a great deal of energy boost. It provides all the health base you need, and it's all natural. So check it out, fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. It's real. It's organic. It's really like a superfood in a, in a powdered form. Again, Bard's Code, B-A-R-D-S, and save 15%. All right, so Patriots, the challenge that we have right now as a nation is waking up the sleeping masses. And this is more than waking up. We were we are the center of evil for all this world. All of this wealth that was created from a from this whole concept of a debt debt currency, people were forced to submit to it. The dollar hegemony was created because we had a strong military. And so much of our wars have been driven by the fact that we've been crushing countries that have tried to break from the dollar. Saddam Hussein, Iraq won. He was going to accept euros in addition to accepting dollars, and he got crushed. Libya, they went to a pan-African gold currency. Libya, The Libyan president, Omar Gaddafi, got drugged through the streets and killed. And we, the list goes on. We have developed one of the mightiest militaries in the history of man, and the sole purpose of it was for what? To extort and to force countries ultimately to submit to the dollar hegemony. And that was a banker's war using our our children as fodder for them to gain more wealth and control over the world. We have literally spread blood from one end of the globe to the other. We have more grave markers around the world than any other country. And that's all because not for freedom, I hate to tell you. That was all at the core for a banker cabal that used our children 
to enforce their dollar hegem their dollar hegemony and their banking policies. So you can't expect countries to be loyal to something like that. You hear many times like no other country gives like America. You're right, nobody does. As Americans, we give more than anybody in the world. But the problem is when our government gives, it comes with all sorts of strings, kind of like this. Here, take this money, and if you don't do what we say, we won't just take it back. We'll just kill you, your family, and your neighbor's family, and we'll wipe out everybody your gene pool, and then we'll put somebody else in power that we've trained and conditioned. That's our game. Brutal truth, but it's there. So at this moment in time, if you think someone's going to come and help us, you're wrong. One of the other reasons I played Gonzalo Lira's piece at the beginning is because he's fairly snarky to Americans and he's not being very kind and it's appropriate. It's, it's unfortunately an earned position that we have on this globe. We have become people that have become accustomed to cheap things, but those cheap things aren't going to last Operation Sandman is an organized movement led by Saudi Arabia to now move the BRICS nation, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, to pivot with them off of the dollar and do it all at once and sell all their treasuries. This process has now been initiated. You have over 100 countries that are lining up now to move, out, move away. China and Brazil have struck a deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. And they're the critical part, or two of the critical pieces in the BRICS nation. In a time when a, when de-dollarization news are dropping fast and furious, even Elon Musk is now jumping on a bandwagon. And it says, Elon wrote, combined with excess government spending, with forces other countries, which forces other countries to absorb a significant part of our inflation, which is true. We take our, our debt and we force it on other countries. And we don't give them a choice. If they want dollars, they're going to have to accept our debt. And that's how we can obviously overspend all the time. They buy our debt, and they buy it through U.S. Treasuries. That's what Gonzalo Lira has been saying. So as we're getting to this critical point, it's an insanity point. You're going to see more and more insane things happen because they want to keep your eyes off the ball. Kind of like this. You see, because here, apparently California has solved all its other problems. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it's it, it's apparent today because, as they say here, this is a Zero Hedge article, sometimes after you solve all of the major crises your state is facing, as California has clearly done with rioting and looting and shoplifting, drug abuse, homelessness, insane taxes, and public defec defecation, yeah, that was a nice little thing with the San Francisco poop app, you have to move on to smaller issues, issues that make a difference in your life, like ban Skittles. There you go. It's for real. California is now moving to ban Skittles. It's an important topic, patriots, in this critical time when the dollar is imploding. I want you to just celebrate that moment that you have a government that's so proactive that they're going to go out there and ban Skittles and protect you from that evil green or blue or purple or whatever it is. Who knows? This is the insanity, but there's also another play in here, and it's a big one. And it's the fact that President Trump was arrested right on the eve of this. 
we're in the middle of a very big scripted destruction of the U.S. dollar. Do I think it's a destruction of the culture? I think that depends on us. And I think that what too many have missed is that the, the plan, all of this, is driven for, to us to either make us stand up and do something or suffer the consequences that come from not doing anything. The arrest of President Trump is going to fuse things. And to just demonstrate how much this is, is happening, I mean, how much it's planned, take a listen to this dialogue with Steve Bannon because they already know what this is going to do to the base. Take a listen. 100%. This is unifying even Trump deranged parts of the Demo- of the Republican Party around Trump. It's going to make him stronger. He's going to be unstoppable. He will be the next president of the United States after this indictment. And Steve, when I'm the acting attorney general uh, for about three weeks before I get chased out of town, I am going to rain hell on D.C. I will I will clean out the FBI in three weeks and I will bring indictments against Soros and Hillary and Obama and Biden's, it's going to be a good three weeks. This is an important perspective to have here because we are living in a cult. And that cult is deeply embedded. We are occupied by a foreign corporation known as the United States Corporation. They are Their corporate headquarters is in D.C. Their corporate partners are international partners, but their corporate partners are, are stationed all over the country. Every state capital is a corporation and is tied to the corporation that is illegally occupying this country. Every person that's in D.C. and the majority of our governors have been illegally voted in because they have been put in by the cabal because they're using corporate entities. Corporate entities are all over the place and they're moving through the corporate entity's shell structure and leveraging threat and coercion against people who are then willfully participating in an illegal government. This government is not constitutional. This government is an illegal company that has settled in and assumed the role of being a government and we've let it happen. And with this, They have built an entire cult of people. That cult takes a couple of forms. They have have several cults that they play with, that they tee off with each other. One of those cults is the Nazis, the neo-Nazis. Another cult is the KKK. Another cult is Antifa. These are branch cults. Another one of these cults is Black Lives Matter. And our latest one to enter the stage is the LGBTQ trans crazies. Oh, by the way, yeah, if the gay community, they're one of their cults. The women's right movement, it's one of their cults. Teachers unions, one of their cults. The incubators and trainers for their cults are public schools and universities. Now ask yourself a question. How do you save a nation that has become run by a cult? They're agents of information and influence. They're indoctrinators of the cult is the mainstream media. This is a cult. And at the senior levels of the cult, they worship Baal and Moloch. They even have this such a wonderful cult following that they can willfully get people to kill their babies in 
honor of their god Baal or Moloch. They call it abortion, but they celebrate it every time it happens. And they have people so distorted that they believe that it's appropriate to whack off their their naturally born parts or to abort a child as a choice, as a birth control choice. This is the cult. So while I feel that the arrest of President Trump is a big show, I'm also taking a lens here to look at what we're actually seeing. The thing is that the cult is being shaken. They tried to Jim Jones everybody, by the way. That was called the clot shot. And they came pretty close. The the entire clot shot was an amazing process. They created the problem, which was COVID. They provoked and terrified everybody into a reaction. And that reaction was to accept lockdowns. They over-exaggerated the statistics to put people in a greater fear mode. Then they mandated masks, which is just a symbolism for slaves. And it creates a slave mentality in the brain. Their cult obeyed beautifully, by the way. Did a wonderful job. It was those on the MAGA side in particular, and almost universally those walking with Christ, that said no. They imposed contact tracing to a certain degree. They tried. It didn't set well. They tried. To, they have been trying to impose health ID passports. Some of this was was happening in other parts of Europe. They've rolled out 5G microwave networks so they can monitor you, track you, and fry you when they want to. And they've arrived at a point of trying to impose a cashless economy. Pretty much they've been very successful. And they've done a very good job. They've encouraged you to do electric cars. There's an important one in this whole cult. Why electric cars? Because... You know very well that electric cars are only going to run a certain distance, which fits very well into the 15-minute city model. And the 15-minute city model is important because with a 15-minute city, they can contain you. You aren't going to go beyond your prison. Your rest of your life is going to be contained within a place of 15 minutes from your home. We know that won't work. We know that people will run out of food. We know the state's going to have to provide it. But don't worry because vertical agriculture is coming because it's lower impact on the earth. Yeah, that's what we're told. Don't worry about that. We can grow stuff. And you're pretty much, you're into Soylent Green. Soylent Green is their model and template for what they're doing to humanity. Not just humanity, though. It's not fair. They're doing it to the United States because the center of the cult of the world is here. So when we talk about the Great Awakening and we talk about waking people up, it's waking them up not from a slumber. It's waking them up from the cult that they lived in. This cult is so bad that people self-mutilate. Think about that. If you go into a doctor and you say, I have a cutting problem, I feel like cutting my legs all the time, they're going to put you in a psychiatric ward. But it's okay for a child to walk in and go, I don't think I want to be a boy anymore. Can you please cut my genitals off? That's the cult. And so how do you break that cult? Well, you have to get to the core issues. One, you've got to create a constant moving of things, which is a floating up of information that is constantly breaking the structure of the cult that people are living in. It's forcing them to have to face contradiction. 
we feel it in a different way because we're constantly in this and we're like, man, this is insane. The world's gone crazy. It has. Because the cult handlers are trying to keep control of the cult while the information that patriots and others are releasing keeps countering it. And so we're seeing as we step back from this, we're watching the crossfire of this, and it's pretty crazy. It's an insane moment that everybody's head's being torqued. And as I keep saying, stand in the place of the captain of the Lord of Hosts army. Stand with kingdom, stand on holy ground. Don't get it caught in this Luciferian pendulum because the Luciferian pendulum is fighting itself. Both sides of these elites are throwing stones. And in the middle are their cults. It's a cult that they're each trying to take control over. And in the process, people are being torqued and tormented. The ultimate goal here was to move people through that same process I just gave you. Get them to accept an RFID chip or something like it. And then at that point, hook everybody up to the internet and depopulate the world. Well, they've done a pretty good job so far, by the way. I just want to, not as much as they wanted to, but they've done an effective job of damaging the world. Here's some real statistics. One's from Edward Dowd. 300,000 people died last year in one year from COVID shots. We have 1.9 million people that are permanently disabled because of COVID shots. And we have about 21 or 22 million people that were damaged by the vax, which means that they may not be or may be, it's hard to tell, but they had some sort of side effects that caused them to be weakened or have to, or, or some, something negative to their body. But on a global level, it's a little more dramatic. In the latest statistics coming out of England, on a global level, we're looking at 22 to 29 million people that are dead because of these shots. And the number of people that are vax damaged, 1.9 billion with a B. So for those of you that might get your feathers ruffled, when I call out President Trump for backing the vax, I have substance to tell you he better back off it and he better explain why the hell he backed it. And nobody gets a pass on this because this cult, the objective of this cult was to depopulate, break the will of the people, keep them in constant fear, inject them with RFID chips and ultimately hook you up to the internet and create a transhumanist people that were dumbed down, fed by their BS that they're producing in these vertical agriculture facilities and this human meat that they're producing with stem cells that they're telling you is chicken. That's the real. And in this time, right now, more than ever, it takes the strength of the patriot to really stand up and do that. And who is the patriot? Who is the patriot? Patriots, it's one thing to say it, but to truly understand who we are is important. The patriot is somebody who's going to walk with God humbly, who is going to seek to always have God on the throne above all things in this nation. It's going to understand our role, that we will submit to him and be, before anything, everything we do in this world, in this country, is by his will. It's a group of people that understand that the Declaration of Independence establishes our moral law and the Constitution creates the structure of government that we're in. They're not living documents. They're the foundational pieces that make this country work. We are a republic, not a democracy. Patriots also understand the point of martyrdom, 
willing to take whatever risk is necessary to restore this nation, not for ourselves, but because we are submit we are submission to God and because we're defending this not only for kingdom, but for the generations yet unborn. We don't riot. We don't do crazy stuff. We respect one another. By the way, thirty to 50,000 people in Waco, Texas, estimated at the Trump rally, not one instance of violence. Put in a bunch of trans freaks in, in Nashville. They want to burn the city down and now they're telling they're going to take out guns and go after everybody else. All of those people in the trans movement are on drugs. Drugs used to transition them from one sex to the other. And every one of those drugs, in the end, it is a combination cocktail, causes violent activity in each of them. Ask yourself where, where Antifa comes from. They're the disenfranchised youth. They're recruited over because of broken families, all by design, or they have no family at all. And so I say again, where have we failed? The pastors went inside their churches, they locked the doors, they stood inside the four walls, and they preached something about the Holy Spirit, though the Holy Spirit probably left before they locked the door. And they didn't go to the streets, and they didn't reach into these people and bring Jesus into the world. And so the father of lies mobilized his army. Not difficult to understand. But here we are. And it's a testimony to the state we're in, and it's a testimony to the direction we have to go. We as a people that follow Christ have an obligation to be a patriot, to be a soldier under the banner of Christ, to get into the streets and to engage the more difficult places, to truly do the ministry that matters and, and counts, to lead people to that love in Christ, to have them understand that just because they've been cast out, we well, are not forgotten. We will help you stand back up because that's how we rebuild this nation. We're going to have a rough ride as we go through these next phases, because as the economy falls and we find that the cult is looking to its master, which sits in D.C. and all of its corporate entities, and those masters no longer have money to feed them, they have promises, they can ban Skittles, they can, they can call for $800 billion in reparations in California with no money to pay. They've got people lined up with their hands out saying, where's my quarter million dollars? Because my ancestors of ancestors were slaves. This is all the brainwashing of the cult, the entitlement, the expectation, the division by color and race, all this nonsense that was never in the body of Christ. And it's not in one document in our nation. It has nothing to do with anything of how we were built as a country. We've been played for a long time. I'm willing to let this next play run out. I'm willing to see what this play leads without a lot of vo voice on this with Trump because this is another disruptive play and I'm okay with it because it needs to be disruptive. It needs to start shaking up patriots even on the MAGA side to break from the worship of President Trump. He's a man. He's not, he's not a savior. I've seen more, more garbage out on the web right now of people trying to say he's of the bloodline of Jesus. They're even painting pictures of him with Jesus on his hands. That would be great. I'm sure Jesus is standing there. I think Jesus is probably going to stand there as well with a steel boot to kick him in the butt to get him on his knees and repent. As it should be. This is not an easy walk for anybody. And most of all, where the change is rooted is not up there. The change is rooted in each one of us. Because we 
are the princes and the kings. This earth was given to us to steward, not to them. God did not say, I'm giving the earth to those that only have a billion dollars. God did not say, I'm giving those to the people that were professional politicians. He's given it to the humble, to the meek. And the meek are those that are mighty as warriors, but have the reserve and knowledge to understand that there's so many different ways to solve a problem than drawing the sword of steel. So much in that lesson in the garden, when Peter drew the sword and cut off the ear, and Jesus then stayed his hand and healed the ear. What an amazing moment where a master of a sword is taught by the master of kingdom of how the real thing is works, how the real things work. These are amazing lessons that are now on our plate, our lap to embrace. And it's such a critical time to do this. We have to be fearless. When we reference the idea of a remnant, it's not just here, but there is a remnant out here that has this heart. It has this heart to reach out, to love thy neighbor, to redefine relationships and take risk, to help people stand up on their own, to empower people, to teach a man to fish, not just to give him fish. And in so doing, as we raise up each other, we become stronger as a whole. The body of Christ gains strength. This is the greatness of who we are as people, as Americans, as patriots. And it's in the core documents of what our founding fathers gave us. It's a brilliant testimony to what they were giving us all. And it's the greatest gift and the hardest thing to hold on to. But the Constitution's not dead. I don't need to change my status as what I am as a person. I'm an American. I'm under the Constitution. And I'm facing an illegal occupying force that's a corporation run out of D.C. I'd love to run them off this land. But what I do know is that in my county, with my sheriff, with my county commission and my fellow citizens, we can create a place where they cannot tread. And that means I can work with another county, whether it's here or across the country. And as we raise up each one, these small little places, almost like the tradition of the Shiree, as we raise up each small locale and we gain a true sense of our grounding, first and foremost in Christ, and then our obedience then in terms of form of law and rule is through the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and then place emphasis on restructuring the family and valuing our children. Those principles reset this nation and do it every single precinct in every single city, locale in this nation, and D.C. can't touch anything. And when we're through, they've got nothing. Our states have nothing unless they comply to us, not we comply to them. That's the true heart of the patriot, the true heart of the defiance. And right now, as we watch the dollar getting shredded, this one worship thing that so many people have built their entire lives worship around, it's a good thing. I almost want to tip my hat and say thank you, Saudi Arabia and China and Russia. Bring, bring the pain. Bring the shredding of the dollar. Let the reserve currency fall. Let people now face what really matters. We're not taking any of it with us when we leave. But worst of all, when we spend our life worshiping it, we walk away from the greatest opportunity we ever have because what we are in life, we are in eternity. This is time now, more than ever, to stand boldly with Christ, trust in Father God, and be bold in the world.
to lead with the message of love, to love thy neighbor, to wield the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit, and in so doing, conquer and crush this evil from the ways it can't defend itself at all. Let's pray. Father God, we are blessed to be here tonight, and we thank you for all that you give, all that you bless us with, and all the wisdom that's passed on. Father, tonight, we're just, our prayers are open for this nation. Prayers for mercy, but prayers for repentance as well. It's time that a nation is brought to its knees. And we're ready, Father, not to, not to be afraid, but to embrace these moments boldly, to take to the streets, to lead, to pray in and embrace the miracles which we know we are, we are told we have at our access, the powers and gifts that we have, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to do greater works than he. And that's said with a humble heart, Father, and you can hear our hearts. But it's time to bring the miracles to this land, to remind these people who the true God is, the one God, who the true authority is, you. To take these arrogant politicians and silence them and break them, to watch them fall to their knees in tears, realizing what they've squandered in their time of opportunity. To bring these young people that have been so deeply brainwashed to see themselves as improper, to want to cut themselves, mutilate themselves to be another gender or something else. To sever those relationships from the demons that control them. To humble them and ultimately, Father, we pray for their healing. To sever the ties and to heal their bodies. For those that are hateful in heart, anger walking amongst them. We just pray for their hearts to be opened, to face and confront an intimate and personal relationship with Christ, to bring them down to the humbleness that's necessary. And in so doing, Father, let us pray into tonight the humbling of this nation to restore this nation and back to the throne at your feet to once again reset this as the Declaration of Independence established. We only have one king, and it's not human. It's, it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus. So, Father, hear our prayers. The warriors under the banner of Christ are ready. We're mobilizing. We're praying. We're humbling ourselves. We're fasting. We're doing whatever is necessary. Guide us in this time, Father. Lead us. Point us to where you want us to go, and we shall go. Send me. Thank you, Father. The war is upon us, and your army and your soldiers are ready. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's a lot to consider in this time, but one thing not to consider is fear. No fear at all, because we are mighty. Patriots, I want to close with a little differently tonight. We've got a couple of prayers that we had an amazing prayer day today. If you don't join us on Fridays, a bended knee for prayer, I, I would really ask that you do. It's an amazing experience. Um, we had prayer requests that took us almost an hour today. 
humbling, some very difficult, but all beautiful. And we're hearing the response from so many on the power of prayer and how it's changing their lives. People being healed of cancer, prayers of housing being answered, opportunities opening up. It's amazing. God's hearing us. And this is a reminder again of the greatness of who we are and who we serve. We have one prayer tonight from LF. Prayers needed. Fires all around my area. Huge one to the east. Another to the west and south. Just miles from my home. Prayers for all in the path of these horrible fires. I'm in Oklahoma near Guthrie from LF. So, Father, we pray for LF. Pray that you can break the way. Keep the fires from his home and his home of his neighbors and those in the path to save as many as possible. To bring the rains, Father, to squelch the fire and put them out. For those in the path of the tornadoes tonight, and there's many all over this nation, we pray our prayers are for you all. And so, Father, we just pray that you can keep them safe. And Jesus, just keep them safe. And finally, this prayer. Hey, fam, I'm asking for prayer for my two-year-old, Anne Claire. She's been running a high fever all week. Last night, around 3 a.m., it reached 105.8, so we took her to the ER. Docs are still saying it's viral and it has to run its course. We've seen three different docs so far, and I believe that prayer is stronger than anything in this earth. Thank you, prayer warriors. Father God, we pray for a miracle of healing for Anne Claire. Let this precious little child be healed and let whatever is affecting her be thrown out. Jesus, we just ask that you can put her hands, put your hands on her and heal her deeply to restore the health of this young child and bring her back to the brightness and fullness that she is in her life. And in a... This is this last one's tough. Last night we got word um, Chrissy DeVito had four of her children in a car wreck. She asked for special prayers for Grayson that was one years old. And I'm very sorry to announce that Grayson died today at 8.30 this morning. Please keep your prayers up for Chrissy DeVito and her family. It was a big loss. All right, Patriots, we have a lot of work to do, and we've got a line to hold, and we've got evil to crush. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward 
by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 